Hey guys, welcome to Surviving the Narcissist, and today we're going to be talking about love bombing. So basically, love bombing is a manipulative strategy that um, abusers use in the beginning of a relationship, or in like the dating phase, or when you're just talking to them. And it's basically a tactic they use to get you hooked on their like love and attention, or what you perceive as their love and attention and praise and flattery and everything. And this might trick you into thinking that the narcissist is actually interested in you for a genuine reason, but really they're just trying to make you dependent on the praise and flattery and their approval. Now, the fact that they're trying to make you dependent on their approval, it's it's a very dangerous thing, especially when you're also raised by a narcissist, like one of your parents is a narcissist. And when you have those kinds of like, when you have those kinds of either abusive or toxic parents, you're not really exactly accustomed to getting their approval. It's You're never good enough for any kind of like toxic parent. So a lot of the uh, narcissistic abusers, they will prey on the fact that, you know, you never got enough approval as a child. And, th- and when the love bombing phase, they'll just basically, they'll give you all the approval in the world. Basically meaning the abuser will be constantly texting you, wanting to be around you all the time, just a constant source of attention. And there will also be a lot of shallow flattery, all the shallow flattery, all the attention that you would ever want. And now this in a normal relationship would be okay, but the truth is that once the love bombing phase is over, they begin to devalue you and abuse you. So the love bombing is just a way to get you hooked. So when they stop giving you all this flattery and attention, you're just going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting in hopes that all that attention will come back. It's like they're two-faced because abusive relationships are usually extremely hot and cold. And you'll be missing the person that they were in the beginning of the relationship and you'll want them to come back. So you will fight and fight and fight to try to get that that original love bombing phase back. For example, um, let's say uh, a cult was recruiting people. When, when the person first comes to the meeting, they will show this person all the love and attention in the world. They will specifically try to see what the person wants in life or in a group and they'll try to give it to them to keep them hooked. And obviously the upsetting thing about this is that The love bombing will only come back when the abuser notices that you're on your last straw and that you're going to leave and they just want to hook you back in. It's really just a way of hooking the person they're trying to abuse. And the thing about love bombing is it's not strictly only used in abusive relationships. Actually, cults also use love bombing. But yeah, love bombing can be an extremely insidious method of manipulation, especially because when you're Basically, when the relationship has progressed to the abuse, you're going to keep looking back at the moments in the love bombing phase and you're going to say, I wish it was just I wish we could just be like that all the time. Now, that's a natural response to what's happening because because most people don't assume that all of that was fake. They think that's the real the real like personality of the abuser. But really, their real personality is when they're at their worst and all of the praise, attention, gifts everything was all fake and basically just a method to ensnare you. And usually the abuser will find out what you want most from a relationship or from people in general. If it's approval, they'll give you approval for everything you do. If it's attention, they'll give you plenty of attention, mostly just things that you're lacking, especially childhood wounds. They'll definitely target just those kinds of vulnerabilities. And that's not to have a victim blaming attitude because the abuser is 100% at fault for targeting these vulnerabilities, but awareness of what happened can definitely help educate um, a victim of abuse on how to heal afterwards. Because, because if you can fill that void from your childhood, meaning like 
you can give yourself that approval. You can give yourself that praise and flattery. You can, you can basically practice self-love. Then you won't have that void anymore that the narcissist will use to hook you because you already provide yourself all that self-love. So it'll be much harder for a future abuser to um, target you. Now, anybody can be targeted by abuse, but obviously there's certain people that are more vulnerable than others, especially people with narcissistic parents. This is actually called cognitive dissonance, meaning you're basically having an internal conflict because this person that abused you has like two faces. You remember this sweet love bombing version of them. And then you also remember this really cruel abuser. And you just can't figure out which one was the real them. And they do this on purpose to confuse you because nobody would stick around in an abusive relationship if it was abusive 100% of the time. So they obviously have this cycle where there's the, the gifts, the praise, the flattery, constant attention. You feel like you're the center of the world. Then comes the abuse, basically devaluing, criticizing, maybe physical abuse, basically ignoring you, the silent treatment, all of these like abusive tactics. So it basically goes in a circle and they will use love bombing whenever they want to ensnare you. But the problem with thinking that you can change them is that they will also use this against you because you can't change them. You can't change an abuser and you shouldn't have to teach any normal human being how to have like basic decency and respect for a person. And you can't teach them that. They're always going to be that way. And the fact that you want to fix them is just another thing they would take advantage of because if they know that you're going to keep trying to fix them, they might even give you like false hope that they're going to change. They might basically tell you, oh, I'll change this time. I swear things are going to be different. But obviously those are empty promises because they may say that they're going to change, but their actions obviously speak louder than their words. And when dealing with abusers, I would always say just focus on their actions and not their words, how they're treating you, what they're doing to you. Basically, like just focus on their actions and not the words because they will basically flatter you all they want and um, basically make these promises for the future. But you really have to focus on what they did, just basically actions over words. But yeah, love bombing is definitely one of the hardest things to get over because as time goes on, even when you're in the late stages of recovery from narcissistic abuse, you will basically still sometimes think about these good moments because it's obviously very addicting. They want to get you addicted to the constant texting, the shallow flattery, constant attention, you know, gifts, whatever they basically did to hook you. They want to get you addicted to that. So you're like dependent on them because if you're dependent on this person, they know they can get away with whatever they want in regards to abuse. But yeah, guys, that w- this episode was obviously just about love bombing and like the cycle of abuse. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, leave me any anonymous questions in my Curious Cat. I'll basically link it in the description down below. I- I'll be taking basically any anonymous questions for me to answer on the podcast. So don't hesitate to do that. And yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time. And one of the p- hardest parts of love bombing is letting go of that illusion. Because for, for months after you break it off with the abuser, you're going to be thinking about this golden period. You're going to be thinking about all the gifts, all the sweet moments, all the songs, every everything they gave you to keep you hooked. You're going to be like thinking more about that. And that can obviously hook you. You're, you'll, you'll like only think, you'll end up thinking about the good times, quote unquote, good times. And you'll, you'll want to go back